Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Well, howdy there, Internet people. It's Bo again. So tonight, we're going to talk about the 60s and music and Woodstock, mainly Woodstock what it was, what it was meant to be, what it became, why it's viewed as an icon in this cultural moment. You know, we see it looking back because of the way it gets portrayed in movies and how it all gets blended together as everything by decades. We see it as the summer of love, and that's what it was, right? No. Summer of Love was two years before on the other side of the country. That was San Francisco, Hayden Ashbury. 1969 was when some enterprising individuals attempted to package that movement, package the flower children, turn them into a product, capitalize on it. Woodstock was set out to be a money-making venture what it was. It was a concert. It wasn't intended to be a free concert. Tickets were sold. The uh, ticket price wasn't cheap. In today's money, it would be about 150 bucks a ticket. Woodstock wasn't held in Woodstock. It, the town of Woodstock was one of the initial locations that they were considering. It fell through, but they kept that name because that name was associated with Bob Dylan, who lived in Woodstock. The concert was 70 miles away. They kept that name to keep that association, even though Bob Dylan was never actually going to play there. Um, The concert itself was just an unmitigated disaster. (laughs) It really was. Um, They had planned for roughly 50,000 people about half a million showed up. So at some point, they just couldn't handle the tickets. They couldn't handle the gates. So it became a free concert because they just took it. The traffic backing up had the governor, Governor Rockefeller, calling the promoters, telling him he's going to send out 10,000 National Guardsmen. The money that they did make on the tickets, that had to get spent using helicopters to fly in food. It was just a disaster. Even the lineup. Jimi Hendrix had a thing in his contract. said he had to be the final act. He was the headliner, but he had to be the last act. So even though there were roughly half a million people there at one point, he played to a crowd of about 30,000. Because everybody else had already left. Creedence Clearwater Revival. They uh, wound up playing at like 3 a.m. Everybody was asleep. It was a disaster. Even from the uh, 
standpoint of the people who put the concert on. They lost money. They lost money. They didn't actually make uh, turn a profit until I want to say the 80s off of uh, residual income from merchandise. Stuff like that. The uh, With all of this in mind, why is it an icon? Why is it this iconic moment? Because of free love, right? Because the revolution, that revolution that happened because of birth control and the pill. No. No. Uh, unmarried women didn't have the right to the pill until uh, 1972. Supreme Court gave it to them. I want to say at the time of Woodstock, and I could be off a little bit here, but roughly half the states didn't allow unmarried women to get the pill. So it wasn't that. It was what Woodstock gave us. Maybe. That probably had something to do with it. Woodstock gave us punk rock. I know, it doesn't make sense. The Who played at Woodstock, and they got a lot of publicity. Don't get me wrong, they had plenty before. But they got more at Woodstock. And The Who, uh, their song, My Generation, it was the mod anthem. But listen to it. You can hear the roots of punk in it. And Woodstock helped to catapult them. But surely there was something more. There is. They didn't get packaged. The ideas of the 60s. Which are a lot of the ideas that end up getting advocated on this channel. They survived. Nobody was able to market it package it and sell it. They tried, but they weren't buying. They just walked through the gates. And then there was half a million people, almost half a million people, for three days. No visible security, no real authority, just people sharing music, ideas, food, a lot of other substances. No real violence. It wasn't chaos. To look back is a beautiful defining moment. That's what it was. That's why it became a cultural phenomenon. Because it proved the ideas valid. On some level. Yeah, you can say there was definitely outside support. In many ways, and yeah, that's true. But, that little town wound up becoming, I want to say, the fifth largest city in the state of New York for those couple of days. With no real police. Just people. No fear. Just love. And it was all started because somebody tried to market it. It was the last great victory of that movement. That's why it's remembered that way. You know, Hunter S. Thompson said that the high watermark was uh, Hayton Ashbury, was the summer of love. Looking back with the uh, benefit of hindsight, 
I think he called it a little too soon. Because even though people were trying to market that culture, that subculture, they couldn't. Not really. Because the subculture wasn't playing along. That is why Woodstock became important. That's why it is in history books. Anyway, it's just a thought. Y'all have a good night.